0: hello 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 this is 3d or 2d.com's the 3d show the goodbye edition hello 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 this is adolph and i have with me Kristen.
1: hello everyone
0: and welcome to the your final podcast with the website
1: yes indeed how do you feel how do i feel yeah for every ending there is a new beginning you can't forests can't grow unless things are burned out. So, I don't look at endings as sadness anymore. I only see the the potentiality for for fresh renew.
0: So, uh, this podcast for listeners, this could be slightly different. We've recorded basically the same thing with other people, but uh, Miss Kristen here, she doesn't watch as many movies as everyone else. Um, and I don't want to do my own one by myself, so we're going to kind of bounce off each other a little more, have a slightly different version of the same podcast, but I want to try to keep it as consistent as I could, uh, because I want to you know, give everyone a chance to have the same kind of opportunities to talk about the same things. So I did do a lot of planning for this podcast series of uh, goodbye podcasts, so this is going to be a slightly different variation of the other ones, but I still think, and it'll be enjoyable. We'll try our best to make it entertaining and interesting. So, um, I guess, first of all, where's the best memories you have from the podcast or the website?
1: Ah, oh, the best things that I enjoyed was, uh, writing music and writing songs and intervals and things for the uh, podcast. That was kind of my main focus. And that's where I put my energy and I enjoyed every minute of
0: that. So, uh, just in case the listeners don't know, you're the person that helped make the melodies for the intro and outro um, and uh, some uh, music we have in between stuff, and sometimes you hear some a woman singing, and that would be Miss Kristen yes, so uh you didn't ever write any reviews directly, but you did help with some reviews
1: right i I, I think I did write one review, and I think that was for gods of Egypt.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um yeah, that was that was uh, definitely part of the worst memories, but it was actually kind of fun though cuz it was so bad.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that that's that I need to get that on DVD just so I can enjoy it again.
0: I saw it at a garage sale and I was tempted, but I was like no, 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 no. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I would
1: have bought that. I would have bought that at a yard sale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at the very least the the original people were not going to get a dime from it, so I guess but um, what are some of the worst memories you got?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, let me run through this list of things that we have going on here.
0: You know, uh, you can ask me that question if you want, uh, both questions, so that way give yourself some time to think about stuff.
1: Yeah, go ahead and answer that question for us, Mr. Ido.
0: You know, the worst memories, the best memories were the fun times. You know, obviously the recording... Can be fun, and sometimes editing can be fun. Just depends how much time I want to put into it. But the amount of time is—is is the time has always been the issue here. Where, you know, I I have woken up super early in the morning to, uh, you know, edit a review to have it up on time, or to podcast edit, or um, you know, there's been times where I just feel stressed out. I have to get this, you know, podcast. You know, I've had people comment and say, well, this review should have been up like two days ago. Now it's useless to me. And it's like, we're trying as hard as we can. So we're trying to have this up as soon as possible. But it's just, it's so excruciating. And people really take this website, I guess, for granted. And some people feel like they are owned you know, reviews a certain time, a certain day, and you know, they need to have this certain. And it's just like they're so entitled, and it's so exhausting to try to cater to that. And it, it's like this was supposed to be fun, and now y'all are like, "Hey, you know, not y'all specifically like you, Kristen, but there's some people in the audience that are just jerks." And it, they, I, I
1: would add, I would add to that that <clears throat> this this whole production has been pretty much you. I mean, I wrote music and helped out, you know, where I could. And, you know, you had your staff, but it was you that was doing all the editing. You had no support team. And, you know, so, you know, you didn't have anybody that could like, you know, work in shifts to get something out in a certain time. I mean, when it's, when it's all just one person that's, you know, holding down a job and, and, uh, holding down a family and trying to hold down a podcast, you know, it's, it, it is, it is grueling work.
0: And, you know, I did try to train Krista to help do with podcast editing, and she got it. She was good at it, but she just didn't have time for it. And Right. Um, same thing with – I actually had Mickey, you know, help with once, and he seemed to like it, but he just doesn't have time for it. And no one has the time for it, so it, it, it's hard to justify, well, can you make the time when I don't pay anybody? And, you know, that's not something I – I'm proud of, I would have loved to pay y'all money, but the website does not make money and it costs money and any profits, any money I get from Google ads or whatever that is, you know, not even a drop in the bucket of the debt that I've came by to pay for this stuff. So,
1: right, right. That's, that's, that's why I said it was solely really on you. And, uh, I, I have an old saying that, uh, that I I often refer to, I always say it's really hard to build greatness when you're working full time for somebody else. And uh, you just, you almost have to be independent so that you're able to commit to something. A hundred percent.
0: So there's definitely some savages that are like, I remember. um I don't remember if I told this story before. It's all kind of a blur of what things I've said or haven't said on air. Um, I put the Mario movie up, the review, and then someone—the first comment was on a Facebook group: "Who wrote this review?" And I have to bite my lip, and you know, I was like, "You know, dumbass, if you just click the damn thing. The very top would say my name, and you could. <laughs> but you no, you don't even bother. You just want to. It's like, okay." You know what? No, I'm not going to fight these idiots. I, I want to fight these idiots, but I'm not going to because it's not good. It's not. I don't want to do this. And it's just frustrating. Sometimes the comments I'll get, you know, I got an email saying, oh, you guys talk too much about Trump. And it's like, we, we really try not to talk about politics. But it's just like, we have to have our own opinions too. <laughs> So you know, well in today's,
1: in today's day and age, if you just mention that, if, if you just say use the Trump card, you you basically get deemed. So, <laughs>
0: um, you know, the laughs we have on the podcast are genuine and not really planned. And there's definitely some discussions we've had that are not planned, but it goes really well. And there's just a lot of laughs and. Um, you know, it's a worst and best memory writing Gods of Egypt. And of course, um, the, the worst memories are all these goddamn game movies. You know, the, the, there's, I don't know what, the, what was my deal, but Exodus, God and Kings, and, um, what was the other one? Um, Gods of Egypt. Both of those movies are so bad. I don't know what, why those movies were so bad. <laughs> Um, yeah. You watched both movies, right? Yeah, I did. I I did,
1: I did. Actually, uh, uh, Gods and Kings was the first movie that I ever watched in the modern 3D era. And even the cinematography of that, of that movie, I kind of took note. I, I remember quite, uh, vividly that, uh, the, uh, light balls from the, uh, the orbs from the sun inside of one of the shots was in 3d as well and i just thought how strange it was that they actually overlaid the sort of abnormalities anomalies they didn't take time to you know like remove that or put it in the background as it probably should have been but it was actually in the foreground
0: do you have any worse memories or you just do you feel bad that you know sometimes you just weren't available for podcasts or no
1: uh well I stay pretty busy. Um I just try to stay in my lane these past nine years.
0: What is it like to be a podcaster for those who are wondering?
1: Uh it was a lot of work. Uh uh that music that I produced, you know, I'm not the kind of musician that can just crank something out. I have to uh I have to spend a lot of time with it. In fact I've had cats come and sit on my hands because I practiced the same song for literally maybe a hundred plus times. You know before I record it,
0: what you don't get the first take
1: <laughs> no, no, they they uh, t- uh my cat one year got or got so fed up with me playing this one part it was late at night, it was like twelve thirty one o'clock in the morning, and I was trying to record it, and I kept playing it over and over again, and I have a picture of him where he came and sat on my hands. He was like, "Stop playing that, <laughs> so I stopped and uh Turned uh, turned everything off and went to bed. <laughs>
0: um yeah. Uh, uh, and sometimes you may hear some of like I think some birds of yours that you had kind of yes, speak in the yes. background.
1: That that's my trademark that shows that this is that this is not a copy, that this and I'm not copyright infringing, this is an original work.
0: <laughs> and there's definitely been some times in the podcast with my dogs or cats are meowing or barking in the background and it's like, oh, it's too much hassle to try to find and edit that out. <laughs> At the same time, though, you know, I wonder in the future if I we listen to this podcast and after they've passed, it just brings up a nice memory of them, you know. So what is it like to be a movie reviewer for those who are curious?
1: Uh, I think you have to go into a movie uh, looking at things from a slightly different perspective. You're not just going in there to eat popcorn and sit with your date. You know, you're actually having to remember... Character names which I often failed at. Um
0: IMDB is your friend.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I refer to that many times because uh you know you you actually start reviewing things and uh uh you know, you just you have to you realize that you have to take it from a different lens. You're not a viewer at that point. You're actually having to make archives and notes.
0: Now, I remember Kristen, you said that I had a different voice being on air. Do you think I still have that different voice or do you think I, I've or not? I
1: think it has I think it has become more your voice over the last 9 years. Okay. But I I but I my voice changed too. And you know, you get used to hearing your you get used to hearing the voice your own voice on on air and you know, you get more comfortable with it. It stops catching you off guard.
0: Because you want to project and enunciate and and really say your thoughts clearly, so you want to try to have a better version of your casual conversation um, I,
1: I think it's a little bit of that, but I think it's also that we are so used to putting on masks in society that when we are being recorded, we often put on our uh, a certain mask that we feel more comfortable with than our than our own, and uh I think as you get as you grow older and you get a little more comfortable hearing yourself you uh, kind of start feeling like you might have sounded pretentious at one point. And so you become a little more honest on the air.
0: And, uh, you know, reviewing movies is also interesting because um, you can't take notes while you're watching a movie. That's and- what I
1: was saying when I'm making, having to make mental notes. That's why when I went to see movies that I was going to review, I had to kind of go in in a, in a different state of mind.
0: But yeah, you, you can't really take a pen, a pad and paper or your iPad and, t- you know, type with it because that's that'd be disruptive and you want to enjoy the, be in the moment of the cinema and, but you don't want to, oh, you'll, it's it's a hard balance and a lot of times on, for, I did this for Patreons where I would watch a movie review and I would not write the review that day that, or because I want to sleep on it and, but I would write some bullet points and put it onto Patreon so that way they have it early and I can refer to those bullet points and add meat to those bones and that way you get a good review um, because you had some time to think about it. Um, sometimes to because sometimes you dream and sleep and you're like, you know, a movie wasn't as good as I thought, or maybe it was bad or something, you know? Um, and having the score system that we had, I, I, I liked that We kept that simple. Um, I always thought the star system was weird.
1: Yeah, uh, star systems are kind of limiting. It's it might be better, you know, if if uh, instead of having this very stringent, you know, score system where that we could just say how much we like the movie, you know, maybe maybe audience was what might have connected with that.
0: Um, now you saw a bunch of the bad movies. Do you remember? Have any ones that you really really enjoyed?
1: Uh, I think the one movie that I would have enjoyed seeing in 3D because the, but the theater that I was seeing it didn't show it in 3D was, uh, Road Fury. Oh, uh, the the Mad Max movie.
0: Okay. Yeah. That was pretty good in 3D. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that it was. And, uh, it was obvious that they, that, you know, it wasn't, that 3D probably wasn't an afterthought for that, for that movie. It, it looked like the cinematographers and the directors you know, spent a lot of time making sure that it would present. And that it wasn't just a 3D experience, you know. It was actually putting you in the moment.
0: And Blade Runner.
1: Yes, Blade Runner. Yes, that was a good movie.
0: 2049 uh, specifically.
1: Yes, yes, of course. And
0: uh that was another
1: one of those. uh I don't know if it's just the Dallas, North Texas market. But so many theaters that I went to only had like the the huge box office titles that were on 3D, and it was either something I wasn't interested in, or um, it wasn't something that I was supposed to be reviewing at that particular moment. Because I, even... Uh, I i don't believe I saw Blade Runner in uh, in 3D either, if memory serves.
0: Now, I don't remember if you ever had a chance to talk about the Star Wars sequels. What are your thoughts on those?
1: Uh... I think they're a little trite and contrived. I think that's the reason Disney is catching a lot of trouble and losing money on those. Is I, I, I think that the first one kind of started off. I know that it was kind of rehashed from the original, but, uh, but it, it, I think we should reflect that the first three movies, you know, kind of echoed back to the original movie, like in Return of the Jedi, kind of harkened back to the original A New Hope, and so that's kind of a the circular plot is kind of something that's with Star Wars, so I could kind of get with it. And, uh, but, the, but the second and third films just really, really disappointed. And uh, I just think they have a lot of damage control.
0: Okay. Now, um, I don't know if how many people knew about this, but um, there's been times where I would write a review... And I would write it so many times, and i I want someone else to look at it, and you'll be the one I trust to look at my review and then give me feedback and uh you know I appreciated That's, that i I
1: appreciated the way that you became a better writer over these past nine years uh when we started sometimes reviewing some of your work was a bit like like office work i mean it was it was work, you know fixing things, but as you went on and you found a voice, I watched you turn into an extremely uh, well-versed and uh, very skilled writer, and it became easier and easier, and I would just laugh behind my desk because uh, you had just become such a, such a profoundly uh, skilled writer over the course of the podcast.
0: I really feel like the uh, writing has kind of fed onto each other where I learn from you and you learn from me and I learn from everyone else because I was ultimately the editor of everything. So, you know, I, I had James write some short reviews and I was like, That's it It's like that's it And it's like you know what? That's actually pretty good. I, we we don't need to have, you know, twelve page reviews. If you know Right, want to. <laughs> it, it's
1: really easy to, uh that's one thing that we used to focus on in college is that uh it um it is really easy to get overly wordy when you're a writer. You almost get to where you feel like you're writing a magnum opus of music or something and uh forget that other people are actually having to read this and uh yeah, sometimes uh brevity is uh is a uh, is a skill as well that pe- that writers have
0: to learn. And I always thought it was a challenge, but actually really fun challenge to not have spoilers or to very much limit the spoilers in a review because you have to talk about something without directly talking about it and know how to discuss something and say, you know, the ending was bad without saying what the ending was or the right, third right. third the final act kind of fell apart or was really fantastic. You don't have to say why, but you could say that in that way. You know, trying of learning that that kind of film review on the fly and and kind of thinking about stuff like that, and it's like you know I could talk about I like the characters and how they worked. I don't have to say that this character died, <laughs> you know
1: right, and I think that's one thing that you helped me with uh when I was writing our reviews uh is that you would sometimes ask me to omit or you would delete certain portions. Uh, of of my review that were a little too revealing of the of the actual nuts and bolts of the of the movie itself
0: and you know in the early days i felt like we were really good about going back and forth and okay here's this here's that here's this here's that what you know things to change and you know time just became it's like okay i gotta get this review up eventually and i've been working yeah, on this uh, back so. in
1: the early days i think you and i watched movies from a completely different perspective and i think that uh we both noticed things that the other ones didn't notice.
0: What are some prizes that you had working on the website and podcast that you didn't foresee beforehand?
1: With the prizes?
0: With the podcast and the, and the website.
1: Um, I think it just helped me focus, uh, as, as a musician and, uh, as a, as a writer to try to be a little more concise, a little more, uh, in time, you know, I, I practice every day, you know, but when you're practicing every day, it's kind of like, uh, almost like a mumbling a prayer. You know, you, you, you don't listen to, you know, to, uh, your timing so much, or your, uh, uh, your fingering so much, or your rhythms, or your beats, and when you're actually recording something, you actually start paying attention to that. So, uh, I think that uh, that helped me improve as a writer and a musician
0: do you actually listen to the podcast?
1: I do listen to the podcast. I don't listen to all of them
0: but uh,
1: but uh, definitely the ones that you have uh, asked me to listen to I have
0: and it's many a- many
1: many of films that I hadn't even haven't even watched. Some of them just kind of made me think that it was kind of like that the new acronym that I shared with you recently that Jomo it was like, oh I'm kinda of glad I missed that.
0: Because well, okay. I,
1: I pretty much work seven days a week. So uh it's uh so it when I take time for a movie it, it needs to be worth my time. I I thought that <clears throat> I thought that uh Endgame was entirely too long of a film. Because I'm constantly thinking about the time invested that I have to put into these films, and it just it just that you you don't need so many there were just too many back and forth battles of of uh give and take, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this is the kind of thing you put in a novel. this isn't the kind
0: of thing you put into a film." Avengers Endgame, specifically.
1: Yes, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I just, I, I had to take that movie in two parts because after about two hours, I was exhausted and I was out of time and I ended up having to come back to it like a week or two later to finish watching it. And when I got to the end of it, I was like, you know, it was a really good film and it definitely had its, 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 its it hit its marks and everything. But I just kept thinking, but they, they could have hit those same marks without that, without the, that battle scene just dragging on for a, literally a solid hour. Of just back and forthness.
0: Did you ever watch uh, Spider Man No Way Home?
1: I did not watch that.
0: Okay, you would enjoy that.
1: I probably would. I just, uh, I need, they need to bring up Tobey Maguire, not as Spider Man, but he, he should at least do a cameo in it.
0: Yeah, you should watch the movie. <laughs> oh, is he in it? Okay, well,
1: I'll have to check it out then. Um, See, if you told me that earlier, I could have could have already been there
0: done that. You know, it, it's interesting as I listen to the podcast and I try to think as much as I can before I say things and try to think about how to write things and try not to, you know, say things I always do. Like I say, you know, a lot and it's become, I try not to think about it, but it's just kind of how I speak. So it, it, it's one of those things that, Once you know that you do things, it's hard to undo it, but you get self-conscious and then you have to be like, oh, wait. then you don't want to self-censor, but then it's just, it's a ebb and flow because you do want to learn from yourself, but you don't want to just overanalyze yourself either.
1: Right. I, uh, I, I I think that, uh, just, uh, you kind of become conscientious of your little idioms and things like that that you kind of want to get away from. Uh, I think everybody does that when they're speaking
0: and even though you weren't like a big part of the podcast, I felt like it was a treat though when you did come.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. it was always a treat for me too,
0: and I had, to,
1: I had to divvy out my time because I just again i i I go seven days a week it's when I get a day off, it's like this is my day off. <laughs>
0: And you were there for some of the um, movie, um, the the movie game I think we had where the people would vote for whatever.
1: Yes, um, yes. Movie Club. Yes.
0: And they gave you an opportunity to watch some some movies you haven't seen before and some movies you wanted to see, right?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. I I didn't, I I don't think I watched any movie that I didn't actually want to go view. If I didn't want to go see it, I, I didn't go see it, so... Uh, sometimes the, your recommendations would lead me to actually go see a movie that I might not have otherwise saw so kudos to you for that
0: I mean there's a lot of movies I never would have seen if I didn't have the website there's like maybe a good third if not half because I, you know, I'm fine waiting to watch it at home and you know I, at first I was running around like a chicken with a teddy cut off because I gotta review everything and <laughs> that was exhausting and it, it's just it's you know when do I have the time to do anything but myself? You know, and and eventually try to get somebody and, you know, got uh, James and Krista and everybody um, and Jake and John to help review stuff. But I was reviewing everything at first and it was just kind of exhausting. And, okay, you know, the website needs a review, so I'm the only one, so I have to watch this kid's movie by myself in the theater. And um, I felt like a big pervert when I was the only adult in there without a kid watching spongebob <laughs> but it is what it is and there's only one time kristen that i got to meet someone that knew the website in person and that was actually kind of fun
1: yeah you had mentioned that i'd almost forgotten about that tell 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 us a little bit about that
0: uh my wife and i went to go see um black widow and uh the guy that sitting next to me or because i you know get to pick the seats beforehand I was like, "Oh yeah, you excited." It's like, "Yeah," and then it's like, "Yeah, I hope the 3D is pretty good." That was like the first movie after COVID. And It's like, "Yeah, I hope so too." And then um, he saw my hat. He's like, "Hey, I go to your website all the time." I was like, "Thank you." It's <laughs> like, "I'm I'm the main person behind it." I made it off. It's like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I really like your website, man." And you know, we talked for a little bit after the movie, but you know, I was with my wife, so I didn't want to like, you know, abandon my wife or whatever, and it wasn't. So, but it was it was good to know that someone in real life knew about this because, like, a, a, wow. you know, having an online presence means that you don't necessarily have people that will see you or hear you and, you know, worldwide presence at that. There might be people in Asia that would like to get to know me or Africa or whatever, and maybe they're big fans over there, but I don't know, you know. Right. So... It's it's one of those 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 moments in time that are good and the moments in time where I'm exhausted and just I'm tired of writing and tired of podcasting and just I want to get the damn review up already and move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, little things like that that can, can breathe fresh air into your motivations.
0: And... Do you have any regrets?
1: Uh, regrets? uh I think the only thing I ever uploaded, uh, as far as music that I didn't really care for, was that, uh... It was like, a, from a Nintendo... Nintendo song, I'm trying to remember what it was, I was never satisfied with the way that turned out. It was like for I can't remember what that video game was, it was like... Gosh, maybe back in 2014,
0: 2015. Hmm. I don't remember, um... You know, yeah, there, there
1: was there was something I had written some background songs for, or music for, from some Nintendo game. And uh, I always regretted that I didn't have more time to spend to that, for that piece.
0: You know, I do regret that we weren't able to have you on more stuff, but I understand. And, I, I, you know, I regret that the relationships I wasn't able to keep with, uh, you know, some of our former editors. That I just, I, I tried and it, you know... Sometimes personalities don't match up and we try our best to work through it and, you know, just sometimes it doesn't work out and it's sad. I think
1: it's important to when you're in something like this to realize that you're kind of in a flow state and uh, people are going to pass in and out of the podcast exactly the way they pass in and out of your life. And uh, uh, sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's better just to let go. And follow those social cues that maybe they maybe they don't want to keep this relationship going and, and just let it go, and don't have any regrets about that, because it just it was a natural
0: end, just like the podcast, a natural end. And it's interesting that um, you're the only person that toward, on the website that knew me before the website. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everyone else has started after, you know. But you know, we had a friendship at work. And you, um, I think, we recorded a couple of things on my phone way back in the day for, I think it was YouTube or uh, Facebook or something. I remember we did a Man of Steel review together. Um, yes. So you were there in the early days. And like, I remember I, I was all excited that I got the website up. And then you checked me. He's like, oh, you misspelled some stuff in the About page. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So there's always going to be like something with the grammar and spelling, you you know, and writing and doing all that. You have to get to a point where you're done because you could always change a sentence or paragraph or add this or that or, um, you know, I I would basically add a lot of meat and, and edit a lot of different reviews. And I would have to try to do my best to have the podcast or the review still sound and feel like it was written by the same person just a better version of that so, well,
1: I, I think you really excelled at that as time went on
0: and it, it's difficult because I, you know I want to write how I wrote it but I haven't seen the movie yet sometimes so I don't know right. And writing is hard
1: work I always tell people that writing is hard work that's why that's why writers unions and, they don't do it for free it's a, it's a lot of work.
0: Are you, do you have any excitement for cinema in the future? Or are you worried that it's going to go extinct?
1: I don't think it's going to go extinct. I do think that a lot of these theaters uh, uh, may become bygones and end up being demolished like a old hotel. But, uh, but uh, no, I think cinema will always have its place. But I do think that the modern era is going to make uh, them as rare as payphones.
0: It's interesting that um, the Mario movie uh, has already crossed a billion and, and is now on streaming and only been out a month. And, uh, you know, having one month in the screen is now good enough. And it that is not sustainable to, you know, you have to watch that movie the first two weeks or else, you know, first week or two or else you won't see it in 3D. But if you don't see it in month, you know, All right, you get to watch the streaming, but then you have to go through the maze of streaming services and what service has this movie, (laughs) and then this movie goes over there at this time, and you know Netflix has exclusivity for this one for six months, and then it goes to Amazon or goes whatever, and you know it just it becomes a a pain in the ass. Yeah,
1: that's one thing that the industry has really done in the past twenty or so years is uh, it just just this just this rush to make a big quick a, a big quick cash cow get in and get out there's no more uh, there's no more slow stir there's no more uh social you know social uh carry on like you know i think about star wars my god kids are still talking about star wars in the late 80s you know and you know it just you know they're not going to be talking about that mario movie 2 years from now or even 6 months from now and that's just one example. I mean, I would argue that even the new Star Wars films have already kind of become old habit. And, uh, uh, just, uh, uh, the studios are just looking for a quick buck. And it's, and this new billion dollar mark that they've got to hit, it's like it either makes a billion dollars on opening night or it's a flop. I, I just, I think that it, uh, really threatens to destroy cinema. More than more than theaters
0: closing. I think there's always going to be a place for cinema because even if you have a great home setup, you still want to have some times where you want to get out of the house, period. Yep. And, and having that better experience is not guaranteed anymore, where it used to be, oh yeah, of course, the cinema is way better than at home back in the 80s and 90s. But now with 4K TVs and surround sound, you could have a pretty damn great experience at home. You don't have to, you know, because you, you and I grew up in a time where a thirty-two inch TV was huge. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, if you got a project, uh, a giant projected projection screen TV, those cost thousands of dollars. And now you could buy a pretty awesome TV for like a thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> when I was a kid, uh, I remember my parents had a my grandparents had a console TV, CRT TV. And, uh, and they were, they, you know, they used to have those theater projection screens, you know, that had the, their RGB module that sat in the middle of the living room. People that had those had spent some points closer to close to $8,000 in 1980s money for those things. And, uh, it's just insane to think about how much they spent on these, uh, technologies that uh are now sitting in a landfill because they're they're not worth repairing and uh so the technology has definitely gotten a lot cheaper so uh i, I believe that the the future and i'm sure we've talked about this before is that the, the future of 3d isn't in cinema but at home and uh i think that uh once the technology reaches a point where people can revisit older films that weren't originally filmed in 3D, you know, but through some sort of uh, digitized effect or, uh, or uh, computer uh, rendering can actually make them a decent experience in 3D. I think, I, think, I think that would be a good experience for consumers.
0: There has been some TVs that do that. Um, they're expensive and they're obviously it doesn't work for everything. And the TVs themselves, um, the reason I never got a 3D TV was because of the costs and how much of a, a maze that is, too, where, well, you know, our TV uses this style, and we only use these kinds of grasses. You know, we have to buy from this company. And
1: yeah. I, I think that's something that will eventually weed itself out. You know, uh, luxury always starts with the wealthy and works its way down. You know the tele the television sizes are are a testament to that. You know, uh, there was a time and time that I can remember when you know having an automatic transmission was considered a luxury upgrade. You know, and now you'd be hard pressed to buy a car that doesn't have an automatic transmission and power windows and seats. So I think that the technology of the three D TV, if there's a market for it, uh, that uh, will eventually go down in price so that. uh Average consumers can afford
0: it. Yeah, it's 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 kind of come and gone, and it's kind of sad because there was some stuff that was streaming on 3D, but then you'd need to have a high bandwidth internet, and it just didn't exist for a lot of people. And um, the Blu-rays came out, but Blu-rays became such a um, inconsistent thing. It became hard to oh, is this movie gonna get a 3D Blu- Blu- Blu-ray release? No, oh, and uh, it, it's difficult because. This, I've seen some 3D Blu-rays, and it looks as, better than the theaters in some ways, because okay. it, it's more consistent. And, you know, they they know the Blu-ray has technology that is consistent, where the projection, if you go to one theater, the projection might be a 10 out of 10. And if you go to another theater, well, you know, the projection's like a 5 out of 10. And, you know, the, so you I never know,
1: know. 3D has come and gone since the 50s, and I think it will come and go. Uh, uh again and uh this was just another uh this was just another installment of 3d to try to get it to catch wind it, it caught a lot more traction this time than it did you know the previous times like back in the 80s when they tried to have 3d movies and uh that didn't catch on and uh i i think it will i think it will come back uh i i do think that a, a, a huge uh barrier with the technology was what you just mentioned is you know i i think that the 3d experience might have been better if they had had dedicated 3d movie theaters i don't know if that would have been cost prohibitive but uh if they could have um uh, you know kind of like the imax theaters you know that you know have a you know you know that it's going to be an excellent experience but throwing this um uh, throwing this 3D experience on so many different theaters with so many different technologies may have actually been its undoing.
0: Yeah, I could see that because they you know, paid to upgrade it and then they don't want to pay to upgrade the bulbs or, or upgrade the stuff once they got it. They want to you know, keep it. So, Well, maybe... it, it
1: may have been cost prohibitive. I mean, it may have been that, they, that the amount that they were charging for these tickets wasn't sustainable.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah i'm not I, I feel like the cinema is always going to be a good place to a degree where it's nice to get out to watch a, a self-contained story you know you know, TV. there's a lot of great TV shows now and but sometimes you just want to have two hours away from the house and watch something that's self-contained that you don't have to watch the other five episodes or three seasons or whatever. That's, you know part of the reason why I have' gotten into anime is because like, oh, have you watched Dragon Ball and it's like there's like forty seasons of Dragon Ball. And like thousands of episodes it's a, a yeah, kind you of mentioned <laughs> that
1: you'd mention that about Doctor Who, which I take for granted because I realized that i had a whole lifetime to watch those shows, but that i I could see how starting starting from from starting from the bottom,
0: you'd be like, "Oh my God, there's like sixty years of these of these shows, so you know having a self contained film that you could go watch." and you know have two hours to spend or an hour or whatever maybe three hours whatever um it, it's, a, it's a it's still enticing and it, it's you got, you want to get out of the house it's it, you know i love being in the house but at the same time it's it's good to get out you know um do you have any revelations that you want to reveal to the audience that they may not know or
1: revelations Ah, can't think of anything
0: um
1: I will say that when I wrote that when I wrote the original theme song, that the the theme song uh for the for the exit music uh was back in twenty fourteen. Uh I usually write songs in my sleep and uh wake up the next morning and actually hammer them out. But uh back in twenty fourteen both of my parents passed. Just one right after the other, within literally one month of each other to the day. And uh I was driving over to, uh, U-Haul to pick up some boxes in order to start packing up their things. And, uh, because I realized I couldn't keep everything. And, uh, I actually wrote that song while I was driving the car. Uh, it's it's called The Kitty, and that's what the original title of that song is. And, uh, I was surprised that, uh, I was able to get the key signature, the, uh, the tempo and everything for that song, just all it within about five minutes, and I I sang it into my into my Android phone that I had at the time, and got home and started working on it, and uh, I think that was one of the first times that I had ever written music so quickly that just came together, and that's why it was that's why I wanted to use it for the outro of the of the uh, show because. I had basically written that song as sort of a ode to joy moment uh, in reflection of my parents' passing about just reflecting on how much uh, my parents and I loved cats when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, that's a fantastic story and it sucks for your parents, but and you, but it is, you know, sorry.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay. It's, it's been nine years ago now. So, uh, so I, I, I wasn't sure at the time but uh but that but that little song was kind of a kind of uh light at the tu- a light in the tunnel
0: and the intro was always kind of a, a play of a kind of a parody, not really of let's go watch to the movies and get snacks, you know the commercials that they used to have in front of theaters in the right for, I, so I, I don't enjoyed know if,
1: recording that
0: yeah I don't know if people still know of that about that, but that was a big thing where they would have you know. Reminders to go instead of a, a direct Coca Cola commercial or or whatever, you would actually have you know dancing candy bars and be like, "Let's go to the lobby and get your snacks," and you know because lobby the snacks and the food at the theater is the main way they get money. <laughs> you know that four dollar Coca Cola is a lot of profits. It's it's like that for
1: almost any business that uh, sells things in high quantity. Gas stations they make all their profit on uh on the refreshments that they sell inside that's why so many gas stations like qt and racetrack have doubled down you know with uh with foods and snacks and ice creams and you know soda shops and so forth and uh it's it's like that for a lot of businesses radio shack you know their their main uh, profit wasn't like with the big ticket items that they sold those were very low profit margin they they most most of their profits were from the bulbs the fuses, the, the kits that they sold, that's where all their profit was. So they lured you in with one thing
0: and then sold you something else. And I've had actually a couple compliments on the intro. They're like, I love that intro. It's so cute. So, you know, that, that's actually some good comments I've gotten. So I don't know if I ever told you that.
1: Yeah, oh, that's, good. that's good. And that's Jerry singing,
0: of course. Uh, Jerry, your husband. Now, I do wish that we had a chance to talk to Jerry on the podcast, but we just that time never worked out.
1: Jerry is more busy than I am.
0: <laughs> so I guess that's a regret. Um, cause you know, he, he, I didn't hire a professional, you know, I mean, y'all do great work, but I didn't, you know, it's not like, a uh, yeah, it's not like other places where you hire a professional to do this intro or that, you know, I edit it and put it together and, a lot of stuff. A lot of times where I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I have to look up class, you know, classes. I have to do this and that, and it's just it's so much to do and so much to get the scope of, and it's kind of hard to take the breaks. It's hard, you know. It's been last five years or so. I've been kind of wanting to end this website. It's not a revelation for 2023 or whatever. It's it's and then the COVID kind of messed made it worse. But it's just like, oh, one more year. It's kind of not that bad. And maybe I'll get better at this and get faster at this, but it could take hours. Hours! Yeah, it's, it's it's
1: difficult where you're trying to do everything on your own. It yeah,
0: could take... You, you, yeah.
1: car- you carried this podcast. I mean, if, if it hadn't been for you, there wouldn't have been one.
0: For, you know, a two-hour podcast, it could double, triple that amount of time to edit it. Because you want to make sure things sound good, and you know, even with the technology we have, you know, it's still oh, you got to hear it, you got to oh, and have just the amount of process it takes time and time and time and and multiple different microphones and different kinds of tech to use and applications and it's it's a lot of work, a lot yeah. of work. And I
1: think I think tripling the amount of time that I took to record a podcast is being very conservative. Would you take into account everything? Uh, it, it may take you a couple of days to edit a two-hour show, just like it takes two years to make a two-hour
0: movie. And, you know, the same thing with written podcasts or written reviews. Oh, it looks like you're just three paragraphs. Well, it took like two hours to, to kind of make it work. So, yeah, I guess that's a revelation. Um, what are you going to do after the web- podcast ends? Do you have any websi- uh, like plugs you want to give? Any specific businesses you want to give plugs to or yourself?
1: I could give a plug for uh, Jerry's uh, podcast uh, uh, Modern Brews and Beats, which I also listen to every year or every week. Uh, uh, It's him, he and his uh, friend uh, Tony D that uh, do podcasts about beer, custom beers, and they also uh, talk about other things such as current events and sports and things that basically segue out of the topics of, uh, local beers.
0: Um, you know, I I still have plans to continue stuff, even though it's not with the website. Um, I have YouTube pages that I'm playing with. I have some AI stuff I've been playing with. Um, like I did an AI video with, uh, Trump and, um, back to the future where I do Trump's voice of Biff instead of, uh, the actual voice, and it worked out pretty well. So, those, those, kinds, are be- those
1: are becoming very popular, and they're very humorous.
0: Yeah, and I have a lot of ideas of how to do that, and uh, I feel like that's something that I could do, and I have a lot of ideas that's not 3D-related, that I've never had time for, because the website it just eats up so much time, free time, and you know, I, I I should be playing Zelda, but I'm recording a podcast, you know, I should be applying for jobs, but I'm recording a podcast, so it's it's, it's just a time suck, and uh, I have other ideas. So you know, I have a, another YouTube page or two that you could follow me on. Um, and I, I'm not. I'm this chapter is done, but I'm an artist, and I, you know, I'm starting to photography. Um, I'm going to be, become try to become a professional photographer, and
1: I'm very excited about that for you.
0: Um, so that's something that I'm. You know, keep googling me. You'll find me. I-, I will not go away because that artist itch doesn't go away when you're done. You- you're done with this chapter, but not forever chapter. You know,
1: right? You just gotta. It's time to start a new project.
0: So this time, uh, I'll give you a minute to have a monologue, and I'll let you say whatever you want. So if you just want to say obscenities, go for it. If you want to talk about politics or news, go for it. If you want to talk about anything and everything. I won't censor it. I won't delete it. I promise you it'll be as is. I might just edit the dead air, but um, anything you want to say, Kristen, go for it.
1: It won't take me very long. I met Adolf back in, I think it was year. let's see, when was it? uh, 2010? Yep. And uh, uh, it's, I could tell that you were one of those exceptional people when I first met you. Everybody else thought you were a nerdy weirdo inside the file room, but uh I, I I saw through that, and I told them that they were quite wrong, and I stand by that uh the fact that I'm still friends with you now is demonstrative that uh, of the of the caliper of a human being that you are, and I think the commitment that you've given to this podcast is a testament that i uh, You're not the kind of person that just sits around and talks about doing things. You're the kind of person that does things. And you'd be surprised if that's the one out of a hundred. And I think that you're the one out of a hundred type of person that you almost never meet. And I'm always glad that when I do.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Um, I'll use my minute of time to to go political and deep. Um, But look, I think we're living in a time of divisiveness. And of a lot of primal kind of thinking, I guess. I, I don't know if the best, primal. Um, tribal. Tribal way of thinking. Where you're either this way or that way. And I, I say this now and I say it again. Stop it. Stop it. it there's hundred shades of gray. Not every conservative is an asshole. Not every liberal is a hippie. There is definitely people in the middle. There's definitely times where I have... You know, maybe I'm liberal in some things, but sometimes I'm conservative in other things. And it, it, it's an ebb and flow. And stop hating each other. For God's sake, stop it. We are one people of, of a species. And the time on this earth is limited. We have to love each other and try to be decent to each other. There's a lot of hate going around in this world. Not just the U.S., not just because of Trump or whatever. In the whole world, anti-Semitism you know, it's, it's rampant and racism is rampant where it used to be something small or, you know, a minority. Now it's a, a huge amount of people that are have no shame about being racist or hateful or homophobic or transphobic. Just live and let live. Why is that so hard for people to do? Why? Why? Just stop it. Stop it. Look, you know, you're going to, everyone's going to die one way or another. There's no way to avoid that. Try to live the best life you can and try to make the best life that you can for everybody else and try to lift people up and if that means you know all right today maybe you give the homeless guy ten bucks instead of two bucks or instead of giving him nothing and you know what sometimes it's okay to give a homeless guy a beer It's fine because you know what if I was that position I would get drunk all the time too and there's been times where I give a homeless person hundred hours. And the joy they have for a $100, it's a joy that I, you know, can't have. Because I can't imagine that. But for him, for that person, they were able to sleep at night in the hotel, have dinner, and not have to worry about things. Did he spend it on crack or whatever? I don't know. And I don't care. <laughs> but it mattered big to him. And $100 for me, you know, isn't that big a deal. You know, so... It's, it's one of those things you just got to try to do better for the future for everyone. You know, we got to stop hating each other. We got to start listening to each other and stop caring for each other and stop it. There's, you know, you can be moderate, but not, you know, you could have moderate views on different things. And technically I'm a moderate compared to, you know, European liberals, you know, compared to. And it, it just, we got to find ways to stop hating each other and stop, put the volume down and just start talking to each other. So that's what my final monologue is. And I'm sad that I have to say that because I don't want to say that because it's, it's so sad that I, I felt like humanity is backtracking and becoming worse. And it's just all over the world. We're stressed out. We're, we have, we're frustrated or angry at each other. We just need to stop it because I, I could very much see that World War Three is on the edge and... We're going to regret not listening to me if you, you know, once the nukes start falling down or whatever. We need to st- be better and do better. So, that's my minute. I'm sorry if that offended you, Kristen.
1: No, <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what I was talking about before you started.
0: So, I guess it's going to be it for us. Uh, goodbye.
1: Bye, everyone. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening.